Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. <sighs> All right, Griff. My name is Griffin. Uh, nope, stop, stop. Everybody knows mm. Bron and Griff, we've got a lot to discuss. This is a bad situation we're in, having to talk about a loss here today. Everybody knows who we are now at this point. Let's just get right to it, buddy. Okay, yeah, the Packers, they lose. I, you know what happened to the Packers at this point. They lose a heartbreaker to the San Francisco 49ers at Lambeau Field. In the snow, 13-10. to 10. I mean, where do you even start with this game? We are here to grieve with you. We are here to do some grieving of our own on this podcast. God, man. It's, the Packers are done. The 2021 season, Ugh. it's over. Just like that. With the sweep of a leg from Robbie Gould. Season's over. Everything we dreamed about. Every. I mean, so here's the deal, Bron. Two years in a row now, you have kind of... I mean... We have to assume that Rogers and Matt, they like they probably listen to this podcast in the meeting room and whatnot. Right. And yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, right. So I'm sure they, they listen to you two years in a row now in the playoffs. Talk about the Bucks. No problem. We're gonna win. I can see us winning by multiple scores. And and now this last week, the 49ers, yeah, no problem. We're definitely gonna win. And I feel like you're affecting how they process the the creation of the game plan. I feel like you're affecting their confidence. They get too confident because they're listening to you. So you you really need to clean up your act here because I think you're the problem. Well, I think I am the problem because they surely make me look like an idiot each and every year, uh, and it's disappointing <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I look like an idiot every single year after I think that this team is going to win the Super Bowl and then they do not do that. Uh I mean, yeah, I did not... This is the last thing I thought would happen. I am now learning to just, like... Yeah, there's no guarantees. I knew that. You know that. But, like, if 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 we played our game, if we did our thing that we were supposed to do on offense, on special teams, on defense, if we just played our game, we would have beaten the 49ers by at least 20. Like, we could have beaten them by 20 in that game. We started off hot. We started off perfect. Literally a perfect first drive. Could not have asked for a better first drive. And then we get the stop on defense. They're punting the ball away. And it's like, what could go wrong here? We, I, Everybody thought that game was going to be over. People were tweeting, if the Packers score here, game's over after they got that first stop. And we were right well on our way again. And then the Mercedes fumble was like, it somehow just completely turned the tide. And it, not even on defense, because we continued to get stops on defense. But we could not move the ball on offense at all. Not even a little. I don't even know how I, I don't know what to say, Griff. I mean, it's okay, just so it's gutted. So I, I'm gutted. I want to talk to you a little bit about the game flow here because you know, of course, we talked. This is becoming an annual tradition between you and I talking after every year the Packers lose in the playoffs. Every ever since we became friends, it's it's third year in a row that we're staying up till four a.m. talking about the Packers losing in the playoffs. It was a little bit a little bit sadder this year than it than it's been. But uh, I want to talk to you about at what point did you think the game was in doubt? Because of course, all day. We're extremely nervous. I remember you told me we talked pregame. You told me that you were a little nervous for as confident as you were appearing on the internet. You were pretty nervous. I, I of course, was very nervous all day long. But as soon as they get that first drive, of course, it feels like they're going to win this game. What was I nervous for? Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. But at what point did you think that the game was in doubt because for the majority of it for me it felt like an ugly win but it never felt losable you know we get the fourth and one stop with six minutes left and that was the point it was like the morgan burnett interception in the 2014 nfc championship game and then like, he okay, slid. that's it yeah and he slides it's like okay he's sliding this game is over fourth and one stop i was a little bit nervous as soon as we get that stop it's like okay there's no way we lose this one 
and then the two minute warning of course we talked <laughs> I, I called you i i stepped away from the living room because i was freaking out and i just i had to call you and i was <laughs> that was bad i don't think i've been down worse than i was in that moment so take me through uh take me through how you felt throughout this game so the blocked punt is the first time i was feeling like it was getting out of hand in like a bad way where it was like oh my gosh like what they just tied the game but even then like okay we're getting the ball back it's offense time to like do the thing that it always does which is usually start off bad in the first half maybe even a little in the second half but when it's time to come around for the score they usually do it in the third or fourth quarter and then I mean the block punt I just I literally saw it coming Bohorquez had the ball in his hand for about five seconds it felt like it was probably about like a second and a half that he had the ball in his hands, like holding it there, like asking for it to be blocked, bad snap, whatever, right? But it just sucked. And once it gets blocked and then nobody knows where the ball is and then they just ran it right into the end zone, I'm thinking, wow, I mean, they just, I mean, they just, they just tied the game. So that was awesome. And then when that happened, uh, then whatever, you know, when we, I guess we gave them the ball back at some... I don't remember. We got the fourth and one stop. I was feeling great. But then everything else that went down uh, after that... The two-minute warning, I was deeply, deeply concerned because they were at midfield and pretty much, you know, we had to stop them right then and there in order to have any chance to get the ball back and, and do our own kind of thing that we... To, to kind of get in range for a field goal of some kind. But then... You know, third and seven, I felt good about getting them into a position... Uh, to at least try to have to kick a long field goal or possibly go for it on a fourth down if we'd maybe hold them to three yards on a run at, at worst. And you know they're running there. They're not going to put the, ha- the ball in Jimmy's hands to potentially lose them the game after the way he's been throwing all night long in the, in the cold weather, which was he had about three near pick sixes that ended up not being pick sixes. And we did have the one interception before the second half. Um that was huge to hold them from getting points on the board, but of course, special teams couldn't get the field goal because Tyler Lancaster had a choice of two people that he could block, and chose to block neither of them. So that was a I great felt, play by Lanny. Yeah, I love when your D lineman has to block too. That's <laughs> always you're always looking to have that kind of thing going on on every you know, and just like that, you might as well put uh, Rogers out there on on blocking for teams. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but uh, let's, uh, well, let let's me tell you the two minute warning. I was highly concerned because then the third and seven comes and they convert it with the run. And then all you're hoping for is a potential missed kick, but tough to do when you don't have, uh, when you only have 10 guys on the field instead of 11, that was pretty tough too. <laughs> so it's a lot, that's a lot to ten ask guys for 10 guys. Yeah, man. We, okay. So let's dive into these special teams, man. Like, where do every single Packers fan, not even just the fans, anyone who has watched even one Packers game this season has said to themselves, special teams is going to end the Packers seasons. And and what do you know? What do you freaking know? I mean, come on, 10 guys on the field for the game winning kick is I mean, that is if that is so encapsulating of this entire season. It's almost funny. Like it's almost comedic. Every single point that San Francisco scored was it, it can be traced back to special teams errors in some way. Obviously you got the block punt that got them their only touchdown of the game and it pretty much is the only reason that they won the game. But their first points of the game came on a field goal to open the second half. 
And that drive started with a 45-yard kick return that literally gave them the ball at the 50-yard line. And then you have the game-winning kick, which not only were there 10 guys on the field to possibly block it and save their entire season, but the Packers' punting unit false started, which cost them 5 yards of field position on the punt. That's the difference between a 45-yard game-winning field goal and a 50-yard game-winning field goal. I mean, he's probably going to make the 50, but oh my god, dude. It's and what so... Are the ch- and you know what else? What are the chances they're running on a third and seven from the, from you know, in a non-field goal range position? What are the chances right, they're right, running? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's another down that the ball will be in Jimmy's hands. And we know when the ball was in Jimmy's hands, we felt confident. I mean... Griff, this oh, is feeling god. like... I'm thinking about all these little things you're talking about, and it reminds me exactly of last year. When yes. literally one of those things that happened in that Bucks game goes the other way, and we're walking out probably Super Bowl champions, and the same could be said this year because the same can be said the for much almost team this year. The same can be said for almost every single Packers loss. The 2014 one is, of course, the worst one there because well, yeah, right. it, there's Think so many it. little things that if one of them just didn't happen, we win the game. Just one little thing didn't happen. Same with last year. Oh my God, man! It sucks that this is always always happening and And the problem is it happens when we're the best when we are the clear like super bowl favorite this year we were i mean like tampa bay lost they were getting blown up by the rams until they came back late and they still lost tom brady is no longer in the playoffs either and it's like it was it's a perfect setup and now guess what two teams that we beat in the regular season are supposed to now be the two best teams remaining fighting for a chance to go to the super bowl against one of the teams we also beat, the Bengals, and the Chiefs, who we would have beat if Aaron Rodgers was playing. It just hurts. It hurts that so is bad. Just brutal. That I mean, is just golly, brutal. what a horrible I mean, the, situation. The thought of Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams coming to Lambeau Field next week if we would have just won this game. <sighs> Man. I mean, because this game, it felt like the entire time, like I said, it didn't feel losable at all until that blocked punt, really. But the entire time I'm thinking, wow, this I'm not going to feel good next week, you know? Like, no one's going to be impressed with this win. It's a really ugly win. Defense looks good, but Rodgers just, just looked off all game. But it's okay. At least we're going to be playing next week. No, you, you can't count style points in the playoffs. And then we freaking lose. And it becomes everything that was bad in this game is now glorified to an unbelievable extent. And... There's so much blame to go around. Obviously, Mo Drayton, who has been a problem all year. I mean, Isaac Yidem tweeting a day after he gets released that Mo Drayton, it's not his fault, and special teams is about execution. I'm sure Mo Drayton's a great guy, but I mean, the amount well, of the amount of things that go wrong with that unit every single week. Every you have single to, year, Griff. It's every well, single yeah, year. Every it's, single year. I don't know above, what it is, man. Griff, it's what above is it with this everything. Team? They brought in. They 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 went with. For some reason, they decided to go from within and promote Mo Drayton. And he's a, he's a great guy. His interviews are great, whatever. This is not acceptable. I mean, it's on Matt LaFleur as well. Like, he is the one who hired a guy who was underneath. I mean, yes, he had some experience with the Colts, like, with Pat McAfee and, like, that whole group with Adam Vinatieri. But, like, we have Mason Crosby. Like, the problem was, all year long, the consistent problem was... The holding, the kick, uh, the the snapping. Mason missed some kicks, sure, but I mean, like it was chaos. Like he had to deal with chaos this year, and not to mention they switched long snappers, like in literally in the back end of the year, 
and that didn't help things at all because that only ignited their struggles. And then, I mean, shoot, you look at the kickoff return coverage, we were the last in the league in terms of starting field position for the opposing team on kickoffs. We can't return kicks in the slightest. We're getting we're not even getting to the 25 when we do return them. We're, our average starting field position is like the 23 lowest in the league. And not to mention the punt returns where we've muffed punts multiple times this year. Our punting was good to start the year and then the cold weather came and Bajorquez couldn't hit a punt for his life and had a couple bad ones in the playoff game. Uh I mean the special teams is a huge problem. I don't even know where to begin there because they need to absolutely, like, and I don't want to name names here, but I'm going to name some names. Like, these guys that we've had for a long time, like, that have been, like, core special teamers, like, Will Redmond was one that got hurt and we cut him just because he was hurt, but he would still be here. And he's one that you know, Griff, I have problems with. Ty Summers is you another guy. You have problems with him? I have problems. Yes, he's bad. He cost us. He was one of the people that cost us last year in the NFC Championship game. Whatever. He's not even here. Isaac Yidem was garbage. He's not close to good. Oh, I don't even know. On, I don't man. value his opinion. I opinion thought you weren't going to name names. I thought you weren't going to name names. I said names. I don't want to name names, but we just lost a playoff game, Griff. No holds barred now. It's over. <laughs> Ty Summers is another one. I mean, like, oh this guy, like, why what, Why is he still around? He has below-average <laughs> special teams grades. Like, we're just keeping these guys because they've been in the system for so long and they could just play special teams. He's awful on, at the line of scrimmage. He's awful on special teams. A lot of these guys that are supposed to be these core special teamers, quotes, because they always have these guys that are part of their core special teams, are not good, and they're not good at special teams. We need to get rid of the bottom half of our roster. A lot of these guys that are backups that are just playing on special teams. The only You watch Rasul Douglas when he was on teams, even in the playoff game, the games before that. He's the only guy that can like play out there, I swear. He's making all the tackles. He looks like the fastest guy out there, strongest guy, most aggressive. And all these other guys that are supposed to be the guys that are starting on special teams every week, they can't make a play. They have 10 guys out there, that's coaching. I mean, on kicks and whatever, like the false starts, stupid stuff, like just ridiculous. Like we need to, we need to revamp the bottom half of our roster through the draft. We need to find guys that in college played high level special teams and just be satisfied with picking guys that are going to be special teamers in the draft with like the fourth, fifth and sixth, seventh and round, whatever. We need all those picks to go to the special teams that, I mean, I just said a lot there, but so much to say it's inexcusable. they definitely need to clean out players 30 through 53 there because a lot of them, you're right, have been there for way too long. And they just, I mean, the coach is always going to be the fall guy. He's always going to take the blame for everything. But especially with a unit like special teams where you can't really put your finger on any one thing there. You just assume it's the coach. But, I mean, th- this is something that the Packers, they, uh, maybe it is an organizational thing that they've just never cared about. Think about, I mean, the most iconic play and uh, all of Aaron Rodgers' playoff losses, the Brandon Bostic onside kick, he catches that onside kick when we go into the Super Bowl. That is special teams. That's a special teams error right there when you include 2018 with Ron Zook. I mean, that year, I didn't think anything could ever get worse than 2018 with Ron Zook because that was literally a joke of a unit. I didn't think anything could ever get close there. And we were close to it last year under Sean Menenga, who... Every time he spoke, he acted like he didn't know anything about punting. He, I think he answered some questions with literally, I don't know. And then we, for whatever reason, hire from within rather than getting someone outside the organization. And uh, Mo Drayton, who 
you know he's probably he's probably on the way out as well. So a lot of things are going to be changing in Green Bay most likely next season. But uh, special teams, they definitely. I mean, they ended our season. A lot of things ended our season, but special teams, you can literally point to that and say, just be, if they're just okay, if they just don't make mistakes, which is not too much to ask of a special teams unit, then. To not be the fall down of our whole organization. That's literally (laughs) all you have to, that's all they have to do. We have the best players in the world on offense, we have the best players in the world on defense. All we need to do is have a kicker, which we do. And then just don't be the reason we lose. Like, is that yes. so much to ask? Yes. Like, just, you don't have to even be special. Forget the special. Just be teams. <laughs> just be teams. Seriously, like, just be teams. Just, literally just fair catch properly. Can we do that? Can we just have oh 11 guys God. on the field, Griff? Can we get 11 on the field? <laughs> Can we just like? Can we just kick the ball into the end zone? Like, can we just like? Can we just tackle a guy like Pat? Like before he hits the twenty-five, that would be just that would be special to me. To any that would be cool. Fan, yeah. I think That'd be that cool. would be. I think I might shed a tear if they did that once. Because I mean, every just, time, every time Amari gets contacted and doesn't fumble, it's it's kind of a miracle, especially yeah. on Saturday. Oh my God, I almost cried every time he ran with the ball. No, you know, no, he no, slide, 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 slide. He yeah, didn't he was look okay. bad returning the ball. Yeah, it was okay. He and you know what? I watched the him uh, have the worst had... game of his life. I was in yeah. attendance for that one. So well, yeah, and then but it was good because the last few weeks he started getting in a little bit of a, a rhythm, gaining some positive yardage. Although the one game he took out uh, the the kick off and. Uh, then got stuffed or whatever and almost cost us a chance to get the ball or whatever. Well, actually, no, it did. That was right. He uh, gave us a tough spot for Jordan Love against the Lions. That was one thing. But I think his his returns, like, he's getting positive yardage, so I think he can develop. He is a rookie. But every, I mean, like, the main core of our special teams, like, they, that's, everybody talks about, Already, everybody's is, is talking about Aaron Rodgers and the offense is going to be all, you know, whatever. And like, oh, Rasul and Devondre, all these free agents we have. Zadarius is up in the air, whatever. The most turnover is, I'm pretty positive, is going to be on special teams. We're not going to see guys like Ty Summers and whoever else you want to put out there. That's, I mean, like, all these backups. It's literally backup safety, backup safety, backup corner, like Isaac Yidem. Like, these guys are gone. Like, they're not going to be here. They are going to revamp the bottom half of their roster. They're probably not going to do much on defense and offense. They're going to get these guys back. And we're going to be competing next year. That's all. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have no doubt in my mind that we will be with this. We, we're going to be we're, at the start of the season. We're going to have a chance to get back to the spot. And uh, a lot of people are concerned. A lot of people are, you know, making a lot of big statements, grand assumptions, and a lot of stuff is going on right now. And it's a lot based off of emotion. And I get it completely. And I understand it entirely. But the, the fact is that we are not going to move off of Aaron Rodgers unless for some reason he decides that he wants to retire, which it doesn't sound like he will, or if he wants to some reason go to another team, I just don't see it happening. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, if we want to truly win, we can. And it starts with keeping Aaron and Devontae, and we can do it. I know we can do it monetarily. We can do it. Nobody knows about cap space. Nobody knows about cap space. You might think you hear these numbers... We're $40 million in the hole, whatever. No fan 
in their right mind knows any idea about cap space. I'm not going to begin to tell you how. Cap space isn't real. That's it's it's a rumor. It's it's really we, <laughs> it's nobody, nobody nobody it's knows. Fake. I mean, I buy into the cap space stuff until cap it's space like, is a real. How thing, are the Rams doing what they're doing? Griff, let me, let me <laughs> literally. Tell you how what are they is, able to do what they're doing? Do you remember when the Saints were a hundred million dollars in the hole last year and they kept yes, literally every guy they wanted to keep? They yeah, kept they, everybody. They gave Taysom Hill like a ten-year contract, like a Griff. phony contract. Remember that. Griff, it's the loopholes. There's loopholes yeah. in all of these. They can move money around. There's manipulation that goes on. Nobody wants to hear it. They think we're in some kind of cap, just distorted place that we can no longer, we, we have to cut everybody. We can't keep anybody. The fact of the matter is we very much can. No fan wants to hear it. But the truth is we very much can keep a lot of these guys. Most of the guys that we want to bring back, we're going to be able to keep. And... If they want to do that, if they, like Matt LaFleur said today, they want to keep Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, Russ Ball, Matt LaFleur, all in agreement. There is no debate. Aaron Rodgers, we want him. All they have to do is bring back the right guys and show him that they are competing and that they can bring these guys back. And he wants to know that there's going to have, they're going to, that's his best chance to win. He wants to know that. And... I'm extremely confident that he will know that, and that's the only doubt in his mind. Can I win here? Because a lot of guys are free agents and whatnot. But they are going to put this team in position to win. They're going to show Aaron that. They're going to show Devontae that. They're going to bring everybody back, and they're going to have another go at this thing. I mean, it's gonna. they're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops to do all that. This is off-season talk. We're going to get into all this in the weeks to come. It's certainly going to be interesting. I mean, it kind of feels like we... that. Braun, I have to be honest, it kind of feels like you are living in a dream world, but it could happen. It could definitely happen, but it feels like this is this was the last dance, you know. I mean, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. So, man, obviously we are huge Aaron Rodgers fans on this show. Love him to death. He is my childhood hero and is the reason that uh <laughs> he's the reason I love football so much. But um he did not play well. He played maybe his worst playoff game of his entire career. I mean, I have never seen him play so poorly in a playoff game. It kind of seemed like he just thought they were going to win. And he it's this is now two seasons in a row ended by Rodgers giving given opportunities to win the game and falling short of doing so. It's not like he's in the gold conversation. Brady's got seven rings. But it's getting harder and harder to defend his playoff performances when Two years in a row now, he's just not been able to come through. And this game specifically, I mean, it's snowing. It's literally snowing at Lambeau Field. It's freezing cold. It's a home game. This team's from California. This is, he's been asking for this all season long. This is the perfect Green Two Bay Packers now, conditions. Griff. Two years now. Yeah, and we're not able to come through. I mean, it's not all on Aaron, but... A lot no, of these, a lot of it's, a lot of it is on Aaron. A lot of it is on Aaron. Look, he did not. I mean, he didn't play good at all. Like to his standard. Like if the he played better than Jimmy, but we we need more. Well, yeah, more. he played a lot better than Jimmy. Right, <laughs> we, Jimmy I'm is just, god right. awful. Well, I'm saying like he. It, it was a lot of it is on Aaron. You know, he did not play well enough to win the game, even though we could have won that game 13-3 to or whatever. We could have won that game by a lot if the special teams didn't mess up. 
He he did get us in position. He helped us get in position to have a field goal before half that was blocked. And look, we did not play well in the second half at all. But things were fine to start the game. The second drive was started out hot. I mean, I don't I can't explain it. Um it was just a momentum shift of some kind, but that's weird because the defense never uh you know, they never had any issues that of course the only thing was the blocked punt. I mean, the Niners did not put a touchdown on offense on the board at all. They had the two field goals. I I can't explain it, but I can't put all the blame on Rodgers, obviously, because we would have won the game if we didn't have a blocked punt, and we would have won the game. What I mean, right? Like, think about it. Like, the special teams is is the obvious root cause of why we didn't win that football game in every facet. I mean, it's the, it's the clear and obvious reason, and that's why it's going to be over. The special completely. teams is the reason in that. If those things didn't happen, we literally we would be walking. Game. We this, would literally walk out of that game with with a win. Yes, just if those if it didn't happen, that block punt. If that didn't happen, we win the game. Same thing as if Brandon Bostic catches that onside kick, we're going to the Super Bowl. But it's also, you know, you can argue that Rodgers is given these opportunities and not able to come through in them. So. I mean, th- things happen in the playoffs. Things happen in football. And I mean, when you look, have a four-time MVP at quarterback, man, right? You have so the block punt happens. The best case, the best thing about that block punt is that we were getting the ball right back. They scored right away. We get the ball back because we went. We stuff them on fourth and one with six minutes to go. We go uh, three and out for negative nine yards. Then the block punt happens. We get the ball back. Okay, this is it. Time to put the dagger in. Nice long drive. Drain the clock. Kick the game winner. Get out of here. They go three and out for negative six yards. And the highlights of Rogers' game here, or maybe the low light actually is. I, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. He misses wide open Alan Lazard. This is going to haunt my dreams for years to come. He misses wide open Alan Lazard running across the field, no one around him, and instead chooses to just th- chuck it up to Devontae, who is double covered, and it's not a prayer in the world that that one's getting caught. And it's I like, mean, Griff, the, we did God, have some drops man. too. Of course, that sucked. I mean, that is that is the, the that's the biggest miss from him of the game. He had guys open. You see it on the TV copy. I mean, like guys are open. He's not hitting them. He the the pressure was rough. I mean, he was having to escape. The footing was slick. He was having trouble moving out there. It looked he did not look like he could run. And that's I guess that goes for the offensive line and everybody else. But like Rogers always talks about how he gets he can run faster in the snow. He did not look faster yesterday or on the whatever Saturday. He did not look faster, he did not look smoother. He was getting out of the pocket but having trouble doing it and guys were chasing him down a lot of the time when he was. He was missing throw he wasn't missing many throws but he wasn't he was missing reads, um making wrong decisions, but guys were dropping passes left and right, the fumbles too. Well, the fumble, the one fumble I, there was from one drop pass. There was, there was the Deguara drop, which was big. Daphne that was had a drop. Big drop. Daphne had a drop. Daphne, okay, that was. Uh, the, we, I, we can't talk crap least, about Daphne Braun. No, that, no, <laughs> it's not. It's no. I mean, he just we, he did drop a pass. It's. I mean, and I don't know what he would have done with it. I mean, it wasn't. It, it's not like it. It was a huge, big drop. But I mean, like he just, you know, he dropped a pass, and so did Tyler Davis. I think it was Davis. I don't even know. I mean, Deguara. Okay, so that we got. My, we had drops. My main game plan coming into this game is f- for Rodgers is 
get the ball out of his hands because in here's a little tidbit braun week three we play the niners in san francisco of course and he's one of my favorite stats from pro football focus time to throw it measures the time from when the quarterback gets the snap to the time they throw the ball he averaged 2.05 seconds with the ball in his hands week three not only was that the lowest of the season that was the lowest of his entire career as far as the stat goes back which is 2010 i believe so I'm like, okay, they're definitely going to do that again. Banged up O-line. We find out pregame Bakhtiari's not playing. They didn't know that all week at practice, but he's not playing. So once I find out Bakhtiari's out, and before that, I'm like, okay, of course the game plan is get the ball out of your hand. You counter the rush that way. And uh, he he averaged 2.73 seconds with the ball in his hands. I, he held onto the ball in this game more than he did nearly all season. I mean, of all times... To lose faith in the offense, this is the worst possible time to do so. And it's just, he looked like, he looked like old Aaron Rodgers with like just his worst habits, trying to play hero ball, not hitting the open guy, trying to find the the escape lanes and use his legs when he's got Nick Bosa behind him. Like you can't outrun Nick Bosa anymore, dude. You can't do that. He has won two back-to-back MVPs playing in the pocket, just dicing up defenses, getting the ball out of his hands with the dink and dunk Tom Brady style of offense. It has worked out so well for him. I don't know why he lost all of that in this game. Well, they st- I mean, the Niners' defensive game plan was pretty clear early on. Not even early, like the second, third drive, like they were starting to understand, like, okay, we got to cover up this quick game stuff because we were hitting it on the first drive, we were hitting it. And, like, they had a clear game plan to take away the quick game. I don't know how they did it. I have to look. I, I'm, of course, I'm not going to watch this game back right away, if at all, ever again. I will never watch this game. But somebody with a golden heart of steel will watch the game back and see that the Niners had a plan to take away quick stuff. And, it, it, I mean, that, that was the problem. Rodgers also said that he had trouble because of they were, they were trying to take the quick game stuff away. So, I mean, the, the number one thing is, like, look, he, he missed throws. He, I keep saying he missed throws. There wasn't many missed throws, but he missed the reads that were there. The he just didn't make the throws. That's it. You're right. That's there the weren't very many missed throws. He just didn't make any throws. Like, I mean, he didn't, it sucks. You're waiting I, for Aaron Rodgers to make a play and finally blow open this game that's been so so just ugly this entire felt, game. You're waiting Griff, for Rodgers to explode. So, it, I don't even know how to describe it. Like It just felt like... Like nobody, it felt like nobody could move out there. Like with the snow, it was I know, the weirdest thing. I know. It felt this like guys were Lambeau just stopping. Field. It's, it's like Lambeau they couldn't Field. run. Guys just like weren't running. And like Rodgers, the first of all, offensive line played awful for the ma- yeah, majority of the football that. game. We're gonna get into the offensive line. But it just, I'm trying to describe the footing that was going on out there. I don't understand how or why. Devontae had trouble. I could tell at times, like trying to run and make moves in the snow, like. But you'd think that would work to our advantage because offense, you know, we know where we're going. The play is designed. You know, they, these guys know where they're going, but the defense has to make adjustments, move their body in response, in reaction to whatever the offense does. Defense was having more success. I mean, it's just so bizarre. And the problem is now, I mean, this home field advantage thing, our crowd is fantastic, but the snow, the weather, it's just not, I mean... It, it's just not the same anymore. We've got these young guys all around us. Like, Cobb is one guy. Devontae, you know, if Bakhtiari was out there. Aaron, of course, is going to be able to throw better and, and whatnot in most occasions in this type of weather. But, and then Devontae. 
But ev- about everybody else, I mean, like, it's just not like we've got these – it's not the same thing. It's not like we've got Clay and we've got Charles Woodson or we've got – TJ Lang and Josh Sitton. It's, I mean, the Lindsay offensive Lee line Bel- is – yeah. Like, these guys – like, Aaron, I have no doubt that uh, – Aaron probably it's a, it's definitely still in a, a benefit for Rodgers to be playing in cold weather because I mean look at Jimmy Garoppolo like that is a cold weather quarterback right there or I mean like a guy who sucks in the cold weather by that Rodgers he just had a bad game but like I wouldn't say it was because of the weather Jimmy he looked like he wanted to get off the field every time he was on the field but uh let's I mean he was trying to throw us a pick six every drive he was trying to give us the ball back every single time um this is going to be a two-hour podcast, Bron. Let's move on to the offensive line. Packers therapy session. <laughs> hey, Packers therapy. So the running game is its almost not even worth mentioning because oh, no one God. really expected. The no running one, game no one expected. atrocious. You know how much talent they have on their front seven. No one thought that we were going to come in and just run the football and have success doing Griff, that. Griff, the offensive but, uh, line is becoming a problem faster than we could have hoped. And Rodgers... It's almost it is, like yeah. Rodgers denies it because he, I don't know what he wants to stick up for his guys. I yeah, mean, like, I don't know what his guys, affinity yeah. with Dennis Kelly is, but Dennis Kelly is quite awful. Oh, God. He played yeah. awful. He, he looked like he's so, never okay. played on snow in his life. Okay, so here's the here's the timeline. So right out the gate, we find out Bakhtiari's inactive. Total bummer there. I mean, like. Oh, That's what got me nervous, Griff. That That's why I was sucks. nervous pregame. That's that the really reason I was sucks. nervous. That, uh. Okay, so anyways, Bill Turner, so we find out pregame that warm in warm-ups, they've got Bill Turner, who hasn't played since week 14, didn't practice at left tackle all week. They've got him starting at left tackle with Dennis Kelly keeping a spot at right tackle. Uh, you know, obviously, we expected Yash to play left tackle because he's been playing there for many weeks without Bakhtiari in the lineup. He's played pretty well. He played there week three, and uh, it wasn't really an issue. Um, you could even see a scenario where they put Bill at right guard, take Lucas Patrick off the field. It, you know, Bill played there in 2020. He played really well there, and you could keep Yash at left tackle, keep Denny at right tackle. But uh, no, they, they decide to keep it with with uh, Turner, Runyon, Myers, Patrick, and Dennis Kelly. And they stuck with that the entire, the entire game there. Dennis Kelly, really, really rough game for him. I, the offensive line, man, it's a weak link unit. He, and he was he was certainly the, the weakest link there. Uh, he, he gives up five pressures. Lucas Patrick right next to him gives up three pressures. The right side of the line was a noticeable problem all night long. And, I mean, this is now, this is what sucks, dude. This is two playoffs in a row now. Two playoff losses in a row where the Packers, they're bounced, arguably because they didn't have their all-pro left tackle due to an ACL tear. One ACL tear that... It, it, suffered in practice he suffered it in practice and it's two playoffs now where he's not able to come on the field and we didn't even have elton this time no elton either yeah no lindsley worse off yeah last year man i would kill for that (laughs) last year's offense (laughs) we had the guys that wasn't even a how did we lose the how did we lose the bucks oh god dude everything sucks Everything sucks. Oh, gosh. We have a lot of stuff big picture to discuss, too. But, yeah. I we mean, do. Just, just this do. game alone, like the... Uh, we just got to... So, what do we want to talk about? Because we, oh. we can, the, the offensive line, I mean, we there's a lot to say there. I mean, if we have our healthy offensive line, which would be... You got David. I don't know where you put Elton. You literally line him up anywhere. We'll say he's at left guard or whatever. Right tackle. Who cares? I would put him at right tackle, have Bill Turner play right guard, Josh Myers at center, John Runyon at left guard. That's a great lineup. We need to hope we can like have that. that. We need, yeah, like if we that, have yeah. that next year, but we've got 
stuff going on. We don't know who's going to be where. But if we have that in this game, we absolutely win. Uh, but It's nice course, that we have the versatility for sure. Yeah, of course. Nice. I mean, and it's, but we've got these guys now. With Yash not playing, I mean, Yash deserved to play with the way he played this year. Dennis had some good games. Like, I thought he played well at times, but once he's not playing well, let's make an adjustment. Like, I, he was getting beat Where up. Where was the adjustment? Where was no the idea. adjustment? Well, it wasn't Come there. On. That's the problem. They weren't going to, they're not, you know, they don't, they don't want to overreact or whatever. But, uh, I mean... It sucks like, come on, just try something. The problem, Bill like, didn't play good at all. Bill didn't have a good game either. I mean, no. like, that's that's the thing. Like once Bill, he's at left tackle. Make, he hasn't played in how many I, weeks? No, you don't blame him for that. You do not blame yeah. Bill for that because he was, and you know they expect that out of him. But I mean, that's a tough thing to ask. Like you can't just plug a guy in who's been playing right tackle literally all year. When he got hurt, and then he comes back, he's trying to kind of get his feet underneath him again at practice at right tackle. And you just decide to make the switch on game day. Oh, you're playing left tackle. He's got it. Say <laughs> say what say the uh, say the saying, Griff. That that everybody always. What did T.J. Lang say it? Oh yeah, no, that was Josh hitting you. It's like wiping your ass with your left hand. There you go. That's right. So that's and then that's hard to do. Well, not that. Yeah. I, not that. You know what I mean. You never tried that. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying okay. playing left tackle coming off practice for two weeks at right tackle is hard. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, Rodgers is sacked five times. A couple were his fault, but the O-line, definitely definitely an issue there. Where do we want to go next? Because we could go anywhere. You want to talk well, receivers? Defense, well, receivers will stay on Let's receivers. wait on the defense. Let's wait on okay. the defense. So, because the receivers, Devontae finishes with 11 targets. You know, God, it sucks because, you know, my game plan, oh, pretty much two years now, my game plan has been just throw it to Devontae. I posted it twice this week, just throw it to Devontae. And uh, usually works out pretty well, but uh, Rogers took that. I assume he sees my post, of course. He took that a little bit too literally at times because Devontae finishes with 11 targets. Every other wide receiver on this roster finishes with a combined two targets. Lazard and Cobb both getting one. I mean, that's not a good look. That's not because everyone and their freaking grandmother knew that the 49ers, they're going to try their hardest to take away Devontae. You saw it. They had the 17 Bulldog coverage on him that Baltimore trotted out there where they literally just assigned two guys to him. Don't cover anyone else. Your job is to cover Devontae Adams. And uh, Rodgers just too slow to get off him at times. He's too slow. And the offensive line playing the way they were, you're not you're not going to live being too slow to get off number 17. Well, Griff LaFleur in his press conference on Monday, he said, you know, Rodgers had no time in the pocket. He just had it, – it's tough when you have no time. And I get it. Rodgers was under pressure a lot, right? And then the ball, it was weird. Like, why – EQ was starting, and we love EQ, but, like, it was just weird. Like, it felt like the guys he was throwing to, like Tyler Davis – Daphne, he was throwing to quite a bit. Like a couple, he had a couple targets. Like Cobb wasn't getting the ball. Lazard barely got the ball. It was like we were throwing to just about everybody, but the guys we've been relying on all season. And Devontae obviously got his share, of course, and had a good game for the most part. But I mean, like it was just a weird, weird place to be in, and it it makes you question, like, you know, a lot of things about the way that this team needs to be made up for next year from a weapon standpoint. I feel like we have a lot of talent. It sucked to not have Marquez. I mean, that sucked a lot. Like he is so important. That he would have been the most, he would have been definitely. so important in in the snow to have his speed. Um Oh yeah. It, just I mean, a we huge saw loss. 
We saw in the middle of the season when MVS was injured. What was he injured with? I can't remember. But when he was out there, when he was not on the field, it, like there was the deep ball, hamstring, the deep ball was literally not a factor. Like yeah. <laughs> it was Devontae had two 40-yard catches or I think 20-yard catches. I don't think anyone else other than Devontae had a 20-yard catch. It's because uh, all the deep we, didn't, we don't have deep speed on this team anymore. We don't. don't you want Alan Lazard running deep? He's a Alan tight end. Alan Lazard had he that's true. He at one time he could you know, I remember in the Saints game, he had a couple, couple big he deep did, shots. Yeah. That was very strange. Yeah, that's the that's the last and only time we've seen that. Really, I mean, Randall Cobb, obviously, you know, he's been great for us, but he's a slot guy. He's doing everything intermediate. You're routes. not putting him on the post. He's not running these deep routes. I mean, it's just too long developing stuff. Like Marquez has that that rare speed, like. And you it's rare in the NFL, and it's rare for this Packers receiver room because there's literally no one when who you talk about comes yes, close to not even close. And you even Devontae, not even close. Griff, you watched Tyreek Hill yesterday on on Sunday. Uh, you watch the way that he just was running past guys. Like I've never once watched a Packers game with that kind of speed, like somebody running well, yeah. like that. And it's just like I wish we had somebody like that. In I that know, game, dude. I and know. it sucks. Like that's those are the things we're missing. Like that speed element. Like that's why we need to get Marquez back on this team too. Hopefully, I, it would be great to free have agent. him back. He's a free agent though, so like that a was a big agents. problem. EQ, I like. We love EQ, but he's out there starting. It's like I don't know. <laughs> like, is that what we wanted? We want these guys that are supposed to be like contributors, like playing their role. Like, role players, you know what I mean? Like, I did not expect to see EQ on the field to start the game. And Tyler Davis, like, it's just like, wow. And DeGuara, like, dropping passes, like, it sucks. Oh, like, DeGuara, that It makes you wonder, brutal, like, dude. what are they doing? Like, that's not what I expected. Like, you know what I mean? From off, like, I'm thinking, like, we're going to hit Cobb a lot. And Devontae's going to get, know, yeah. you know, Cobb's back. Like, Cobb this had is one Cobb's target. first game since week 12. He had one target, that's and it was guy. almost picked, like... <laughs> that was that was the worst throw of the night. By and it's far, like you can't on the biggest these, drive. These past couple years, it's been obvious that our biggest flaw in offense is that we have no one other, uh, no one other than Devonte is going to get open. But like, we we can't say there's a lack of help for Rogers anymore because Cobb is Rogers' guy. He literally traded for Randall Cobb. Alan Lazard, he's been he's had no issue throwing to Lazard all season long, and he's been making plays. Lazard has. And Lazard so had that weird. stretch of, of a, a game with a couple drops or whatever, but most yeah, yeah, all but the lately, year, he's as been the season great. went on, yeah, he's yeah. been really solid. I mean, and, when you're uh, looking at this receiving core, Griff, the only solution is going forward. Like, I don't know how or when or what, but they're probably going to have to add like, like I think OBJ would have been the most perfect addition. But are we going to the Super Bowl if they sign Odell? <laughs> probably, <laughs> Do we have yeah. To resume that conversation. Yeah, yeah probably. probably we are, and I, I mean, hate to say it. I mean, we missed Cobb those last couple weeks or whatever. What three, five? I don't even know how long he was out. But I mean, like, if we have a guy like that can help Devontae not have to be double covered every play, like that's part of it. Like, we need to we need to probably trade up for a receiver now more than ever because we've tried just about every other way of fixing that receiver room. And look, I'm not gonna sit here and like blame the guys. Like, I think we need to keep all those guys. We just need them all to move down on the depth chart a little bit. Yeah. Get somebody that yeah, can help exactly. Devontae. Like, and that sounds like a you know it sounds easy to say, but like they need some kind of elite talent there because they've never had it. 
not not since Devontae's become like the superhuman that he is, right? Like they had obviously mm-hmm. Jordy and and Cobb was in his prime at one point with with Devontae there, but like they were never all in their primes at the same time. Those three, so it's not like you know we haven't had that since like 2011 with all those guys, you know, like in that in that realm of prime. Uh, yeah, we had time. in 2011 we literally went five wide, and then it shrunk down to 187 with just. Jordy Cobb and uh, Tay, young Tay, and then it kind of shrunk down to Cobb getting older, injured a lot, Jordy not the same guy he used to be, and then Adams blossomed into the best receiver of Rodgers' entire career, and uh, there's been no one else who has sprung up with him. It's just been... We need to get somebody else. It's it's literally been Devontae I mean, now. the only the only receiver we have under contract next season is Amari Rodgers, who... God, man, think about all of our Amari Rodgers takes. He's we, a rookie. A I lot mean, of people. I know a he's of... a rookie, but a lot of people thought he would have a role in this offense. He seems like such a Matt Lafleur guy, you know. And uh, the fact that he played almost no snaps on offense and on special teams, he wasn't very dynamic. Well, that's, that's right. Not but very I, he improved down the stretch on special teams, so I think you know he's he's going to have a role obviously maybe not on offense as much but like he can still be our our special teams returner i think with you know having a year under his belt now but i uh i don't know i mean yeah i i would like i think they could bring Lazard back uh they'll probably be able to bring if if they Cobb could certainly be back i think that's people think it's it for him i i, I don't if he wants to play, I think he'll you be bring back. everyone back, huh? Griff, we have to. What else are we gonna do? <laughs> we have no choice. Dude, I think we're they're blowing it up. I think they're. You did you hear Lafleur today talk? Did you hear yeah, him talk today? What is he gonna today? say? Okay, Braun, you are you are always the one who says that. Griff, LaFleur what did I say last year? Griff, Griff, you had the you, same concerns last year. Today, this was the first time Matt Lafleur I've ever heard him speak, and he actually said a lot, like actually said statements. <laughs> That's convenient. I'm telling you, Griff, I was shocked. I was. Yeah. I listened to that press conference. He had a lot to say. He's emotional right now. He was willing to say yes, more. Yeah. He was. Oh, he was, that clip of him saying, uh, him saying sorry that they couldn't get it done. Griff, he Man. was. Ve- he was very candid with everybody today, and to hear him talk, he said a lot. Like, so you're telling me you don't think Rogers is going to be back? It's all it, look. Probably not. You're crazy. Griff, you I'm didn't crazy? think you'd be back last year. You didn't think you'd be I'm back crazy? last year. I was telling you, Griff, Wait, yeah, I did. Griff, uh, there was points where you were doubting it. There were definitely points where you were doubting you it. You mean when he said he wasn't coming back? Yeah, I doubted Griff, it. Yeah, well, guess what? He hasn't even said that. I'm telling you. Griff, he will be back. Yeah. I'll be shocked if he's not back. Griff, I told you the whole time okay. last year, I have somebody close to Aaron that tells me, I told you this last year, he wanted a seat at the table. He wanted a voice to be heard. He's got that now. Now his only concern is the direction of the team going forward because if if the organization wants to keep him around, they will because they just have to show him that they're going to keep trying to win. And and he knows, I think, I, I can't, you know, this is just my opinion, but I think he knows that this is the best chance when we've got the guys that we have. Like, they're going to, Matt LaFleur today, you think he's going to come out and say something like that, Griff? They're going to try to get all these guys back? You think he's just going to say that when he never says he would, anything yeah. at all? I think Why he would he say, say that, stuff yeah. like that? Why would he do that? Because he's, he's never lied. He's, he talks to them all the time. He said today, Griff, here's the other part. He said these exact words today. I'll even read you the quote that he said regarding Aaron Rodgers because people were wondering, you know, is this just what Matt wants? Is Matt the one that only wants Aaron back? He said, 
I'll quote this right now. There is no plan for a rebuild. There's ways to, I don't want to say manipulate, but there's ways to move money to make sure we get the bulk of our key contributors back. I'm confident we'll all work together to get as many guys back as humanly possible. And then he also said, We're hopeful that he'll be back next year. We would love for him to be a Packer until the day he retires. Every conversation I've been involved in with Goody, Russ, Mark, we're all on the same page there. There's no debate. So why would he come out and say all that? A guy who never says anything at his press conferences, why would he come out and give us all this information? It's just, Griff, I'm telling you. It's not... Rogers said earlier this year, he said he's not thinking about playing anywhere else. Now that... Look, this has changed things, obviously. If we go and win the Super Bowl, there's no conversation. He's back. Unless he decides to end on a high note. He's back, right? The fact that we lost in the first round, getting bounced as the number one seed, not in the first round, one and done for us, um, that is part of the issue now, and it's become, it's just brought back all these doubts about his return. But I'm telling you, if they want him back, they'll they'll get him back, because they're just going to have to show him. You're convincing him. me. I'm, I'm glad you are because convincing me no here. every fan is freaking out. Some of them are saying they want Rodgers gone. Well, oh, the breaking yeah. news there, yeah. the breaking news there, folks, is that we will win two games next year if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is not the quarterback, and that's the problem. You think we're gonna you think we're gonna do anything without Aaron Rodgers? You thought he played bad in that in this playoff game? See what Jordan Love would do in that playoff game. He probably would add three picks, and we would have lost that game by thirty points. I'm there thinking is no about, chance, no I'm chance that about, Aaron Rodgers um, would not be the quarterback and win the fo- and we were going to win that game. I'm thinking about um, a possible Jordan Love led offense in 2022, and I told you about this after the game. Thinking about this, um, like imagine AJ Dillon at the end of the season. AJ Dillon leads the team in carries, 4.1 yards per carry. Um, he actually has more running attempts than Jordan Love has pass attempts, and Jordan Love finishes with about. 14 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, and we win six games. I mean, can you just imagine watching that's all the accurate. Packers team? There, there's that's no way the we're winning six games. We are not winning six <laughs> games with Jordan Love. I'm not being. I'm not even being facetious. Like we are not winning six games with Jordan Love at starting quarterback. I know, and I know people love Jordan Love, and I some people don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people don't. You, <laughs> you do not. Um, I won't confirm or man, deny. Just nothing God. personal, Jay. Love. I understand the idea that you know some some people just want to blow it all up because. How do you understand we've that? Tried because uh, no, because I'm gonna. I this is not an answerable question, Braun, because you're asking me how do I understand that. I'm gonna tell you how I understand that, and then you're gonna attack me as if I'm saying that. Okay, okay? Well, but I'm gonna I'm play not devil's gonna advocate. Attack you. Go ahead, play devil's okay, advocate. Okay, I'm playing devil's Go advocate. Ahead. So the opinion here is that. Rodgers has had um, numerous opportunities, especially in recent years, with this group of guys and hasn't been able to get it done. So, assuming that a lot of these guys, Devontae, Zadarius Smith, aren't going to be here, it might as well just blow it all up and send Aaron to a different team and get a massive haul for it. Yeah, might as well just... I do understand that assessment. Might as well just move the team to Milwaukee... Change the name. It's over. It's over? Yeah. Green Bay Packers, Might as well just end it. Look, the problem is is that if they, you know what the, the real reality is, is that, and I said this, you know, pretty early after the game, I think the next day, I took, you know, you got to take time to collect your thoughts because this is a lot of emotion. Everybody's emotional. And, you know, I will say, 
you know, this is, people will say, you know, oh, it's just a game. It isn't just a game to some people. You know, it's it maybe just to them it's just a game. But, you know, this is it means a lot to a lot of people. Um, including the players on that the players on that field mostly. I mean, you talk about that, the coaches, the guys who put in a lot of work. We put in a lot of work, me and Griff. This is it's the same idea. We are This is our life. We are a bigger part of this as, as any as as any of these fans and we we hold the hearts of the fans in our hearts as well. I had like 500 unopened messages, a bunch of requested, you know, DMs from people just like, and you feel their pain, like, and it's like, you know, I'm already dealing with my own, like, and it's like, you get all of that at once. And it's, it, I mean, like, you're thinking about all the people that this game affects. It's not just a game to some people, you know. And if it, It's all about what you love. If, if you are passionate about it, you know, it matters to you. It's a whole different ball game. Um, it's more than just a game. It really is for a lot of people. Uh, so that's really what it comes down to. You know, I, I thought I feel like this is an opportune time to uh, share a DM I received today. <laughs> this is from uh, it's from at JP Callis on Instagram DM. It, I I put on I posted today. If you didn't see it, I ranked. The, the past six playoff losses in Packers history since 2014. And obviously the, the loss to Seattle in the 2014 NFC Championship game. Obviously that's number one. And uh, <laughs> this guy DMs me, he says, The 2014 NFC Championship game loss actually made my life measurably, noticeably worse. And it's a loss, mentally, that I've never recovered from. It ruined my life a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's funny. Perfect. Why are we that's laughing perfect. at that? That's not funny. It's, it is so true. It is so true. Well, it's I'm almost not the yeah, same person both, I was. No, yeah. <laughs> well, I've I've told this story before, I think, on this show. But I mean, the reason I started my page was because of that loss. Like that yeah. loss affected me so much. I was like, I gotta find some way to like make my feelings about the Packers and, you know, and the team better. It's cool because I've gotten numerous DMs. I'm sure you have as well of people pages that have just started up sending you their posts about re-sign Rasul Douglas, bring back Devondre, good, goodbye Aaron posts. Like, have you gotten any of those sent to you? Because I, I have, and it's like, oh, that's nice. It's like this loss is going to inspire someone to be the next Lambo.Leapers. Anyways, back to back to what we were talking about. It The appeal of blowing it all up, it all centers around the haul that we would get for trading Aaron Rodgers. A team like Denver or a team like, I don't know, Pittsburgh, what they would send us hypothetically for Aaron Rodgers it would be appealing enough for this franchise who is in, you know, kind of a poverty situation in terms of the salary cap and uh, and overall talent on the roster. It's not in a great position. They've got a few building blocks, but a lot of these guys are out the door, and a lot of these guys, they just don't have enough young players. So it could be appealing, the uh, the trading Aaron Rodgers idea of all this. But can tell me why, uh, <laughs> tell me why that's wrong. Bob. Okay, well, the cap, from a cap standpoint, I mean, like, I, I hate this discussion, first of all. What are we trading Aaron Rodgers for that makes any relative sense? I mean, there is no value that we could get back for Aaron Rodgers and feel good about it. I don't think Brian Gutekunst, you know, I don't know. Any any smart person, any human being with a brain, trading the best player in football, the last two years he's been the best player in football, how do you like feasibly trade anything for that player, and then the other person feels good about getting that back. You lose the trade no matter what. I said this last year. You lose the trade. You're taking a loss. 
and you know what that means. If we if we trade Rodgers, Devontae is out the door. So you're now losing your two best players in one off season, uh, and now you're supposed to how you're supposed to go walk up to the podium and tell fans that this was the right move to make. Um, there is no world in which they make that kind of move, and anybody feels good about it. And this is unprecedented stuff. I mean, you do not trade your two best players. Or, they might even let Devontae walk if they were to trade Rodgers. You lose your two best players in one offseason. I don't care what you get back. You lose the offseason. And they will now be... I mean, they basically at this point, if you if you somehow lose Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams after this, the way that this season ended, we will be... I mean, the winning culture, the just the precedence of history of winning it will permanently damage that for the packers forever i mean that will be well, that that the standard of success will be shot out it will be shot down cuz right now you're not doing it you're not doing it to win the super bowl next year though you're not going to win it to be a team there's it's not going to happen okay <laughs> it's not going to happen Griff, well, we've had, okay, we've devil's had 30 advocate, years of devil, success we've had 30 straight years of advocate. success Devil's advocate, Devil's advocate is no. There is no. I mean, I can't understand anybody who thinks that we could possibly win. And I, we will not win football games, Griff, because you know what's going to happen. They're going to start Jordan Love, and not to say that he can't become something, but we're going to be in quarterback purgatory because we haven't had to do this in a long time. Yeah. None of the people, none of the people in this building have done what what we would be having to do, which is now find a new quarterback. And Jordan Love's not going to be good, as good as Aaron Rodgers. And the makeup of this team from the beginning is reliant upon the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. And a lot of the load is put on his shoulders. And now we'd be trying to do that with the quarterback that is not even close to as good as him. Um, it would be impossible. We would be stuck in purgatory for years with players. I, I, don't, I don't understand how we could do it. It's, I, I've said a lot, like I said here. Uh, you know, There's a lot to, that I could give a, a million reasons why. But anybody who thinks that we should move on from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae just because we didn't win it this year is is they just you know it's emotional, irrational. Just just these statements being made based off of emotion. You do not want to see this team without Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, both of them especially gone. That would be the worst thing possible. I'm telling you right now, anybody who thinks that that's a good idea, you have no idea what this team would look like without Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. I agree Adams. with that. I agree with that only because there are there is still a Super Bowl to be won with these guys. You know, there is still a Super Bowl to be won with this team. Like, are we going to get a third year or a fourth year, I guess, of Matt LaFleur and Rodgers coming up short? Maybe. But there is a Super Bowl to be won with this coach and this quarterback and that receiver and some of these some of these pieces that they have. Speaking of these pieces, Braun, we got to move off of this. Uh, let's talk about this defense because... Like maybe th- this is probably the most bitter part of the entire game is the fact that we finally got the defensive form- performance that we've been begging for for how long from this Packers defense? How long have we been begging for this type of performance in the playoffs? There's been so many playoff games that have been lost due to the defense. Maybe not entirely, but they certainly played a big role in most, if not all, of Rodgers' career playoff losses. But they shut down everything the 49ers were trying to do. So many people, including myself, were so afraid of the 49ers coming in and just running all over us again. But they shut down literally everything they were trying to do. Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, they're both incredible. Zadarius gets a sack on his first on his on the opening drive for the defense. Jair is back. Ugh, that was am- how amazing oh, was it to God. see Z oh, out there on the first God. snap? That third 
down. And I watched Jesus, I watched him the whole dude. play. I'm looking for him, and I see him, and he's in the rover. And I watched him so plow nice, through, and he gets the sack, and I'm freaking out. Like he just, I know. he just did that. Like what a that play! That was dude. ball game. That was ball. That game felt like right we there, just. Dude. I mean, that was so much. All the momentum in our favor. We're gonna go out. We're gonna put, put another seven on him, and we're gonna do what I we did. We were putting week up forty. I thought we yeah. were putting up sixty-five. <laughs> Jair is back. He only gets targeted once. Seeing number twenty-three out there locking up fools. That was that was amazing as well, and they shut down the run game, which was the most impressive thing. Which they've they kind of have they've been much better at defending the run under Joe Barry, but they hold them to only 106 yards, 3.7 per carry. Being in the cold, knowing they're gonna want to run it, that's pretty impressive. And Jimmy Garoppolo, as we've hinted at numerous times, was absolute garbage. He was so bad, and maybe that's the worst part of this entire game is knowing that Jimmy effing Garoppolo. Came into Lambeau Field in the snow, freezing cold, and won a playoff game. That's on his resume forever now. That Jimmy Garoppolo won this game. <sighs> God, well, man, I mean, just yeah, awful. that sucked. Uh, I mean, let's talk about it. So the first, the first drive. I mean, pretty much what that whole first half. They just couldn't move the ball up until that final drive in the first half, right? And but before that, I mean, they they guys were dropping passes. They would complete a couple here and there, but. Every every time they would get something going on a drive, a mistake, whether it was a penalty or the Packers making a play, whatever it was, like mostly most of it was their own mistakes. Jimmy G missing throws, guys dropping balls, you know that would stall the drive. They'd punt the ball. We'd have we'd have a chance to finally like add to the lead. We had seven for the longest time, and up until the half, we never took advantage of the fact that they gave us a million chances to win. Um, the defense played so well. I mean, you cannot say enough. The defense looked like the home field advantage was the realest thing out there. That was the most home field advantage I've seen out of this football team in years. To have the defense come out, play like that, and make the 49ers look freezing cold in the snow, it was exactly what I had hoped for. Um, and, I mean, then that so then the 49ers started moving the ball, getting momentum, and then... Adrian Amos picks the ball off after Kenny Clark like whiffed twice on on the sack um, near the red zone, and Jimmy tries to throw to Kittle, and Amos makes a big strong play, picks the ball off. We got the ball back, and we're looking for a chance to possibly add to the lead, like whatever. So I mean, the fact that we held them to no points there was great. Then the offense goes out. We get this huge play to Aaron Jones. For some reason, he decides to turn and like. Then he tries to move to the inside based on the, the way that the safety was running at him. It cost us a Get timeout bounds, for dude. one. Exactly. Get out of bounds. He if he went out of bounds, it would have been better. If he ran straight, we could have gotten inside the 10 probably. Instead, we were floating around the 11, I think. Um, and look, it's nitpicking, right? But it's just one of those, maybe we don't, you know, like if we're closer, maybe we score a touchdown. Maybe the field goal is closer. Whatever the case is, like... <sighs> It sucked to have that happen, the big play, but like we, it cost us a timeout, um, which sucked, and that was part of it. I mean, then that's the blocked field goal. Then kind of brought the Niners some momentum going into the first half or second half. Still couldn't do anything with it though. The defense played really well. Packers had to take a timeout at one point after a big play um, that ended up costing them in a big way at the end of the game, and that kind of has been a, a thing that's going on all year. We're jumping around a little bit. Just thoughts are popping to my head, but. Yeah, I don't know. The defense played really good until uh, until they they had that one last drive where they allowed the third and seven run for the first down. 
almost poetic that uh, when we needed our defense to step up after playing such a great game to bail us out. I shouldn't say step up to bail us out. To bail us out, yeah. To get the stop, um, just make them make them do something. Make them go for it on fourth and three or fourth and four, and have Jimmy try to throw it. Make them do it, like just and that was or when... make them kick a sixty yarder, like make them try, yeah. to, make mm-hmm. them earn it, right? But instead, they run it for like nine yards on third and seven, and of course they're going to run it. But I mean, got to stop I mean, it. They didn't, and here we are. We're so worried about Debo Samuel in that game. He finishes with ten attempts for thirty nine yards on the ground, and his that was him on the third and seven play, nine yard gain. Take that away. What does he have? Nine nine attempts for thirty yards. That is, that's a really good, really good job by the Packers defense, and the pressure was phenomenal. I mean, silver lining of this game is Rashawn Gary, of course, who like it's. I hate silver linings in playoff losses because no, yeah, who, everybody's who like, oh, who cares? Rashawn Gary's who a cares? star, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, like who cares? Yeah, great, he's a star on a football team but, that's not playing for seven months. Great. Yeah, the thing is that uh, it felt like this was gonna be like. It was this was going to be the Rashawn Gary game, which I think Nate tweeted at the Packer page on Instagram. This is the Rashawn Gary game in the middle of the fourth quarter or third quarter. I mean, he was obviously the highlight player. He, it's, we all thought it was just going to be like, wow, we're going to come out of this game and be so impressed with Rashawn Gary. He literally he single handedly won this game along with the rest of the Packers defense. But now it's now it's just a silver lining in a playoff loss. But anyways, he finishes with six pressures, two sacks. Cap off just a fantastic season for Gary. Uh, Kenny Clark as well finishes with four pressures and a sacks and a sack. Things they're going to look different next year, most likely. But uh, Kenny Clark, he's 26 years old. Rashawn Gary, 24 years old. Those guys are definite building blocks on the defensive side. Yeah, I mean Rashawn, those sacks were so big. He still has to get better at setting the edge, and we just uh, our yeah. whole our whole edge rushing game yesterday we just struggled to do that towards the back end of that game but I said yesterday again it's two days ago it feels like that game was like an hour ago like it just the pain is insufferable <laughs> but uh I mean yeah no it, it it's it's one of those things like yes Rashawn is becoming a superstar for us and that it, it's great to have that but now I mean we're not gonna be able to see him play again for another seven eight months and it's just like you know it's hard to take anything out of that until we see them on the field again and remember like Oh, Rashawn had his huge, like, huge, big breakout game. Like, and he's had plenty of those this year, but, like, in the playoffs to do it is, like, special. So that was the big, like, star-making moment for him. And now we just have to see, you know, where we can move forward with who comes back on defense, and we'll get into all that at some point, too. But, I mean, I don't know, Griff. Why don't we wrap this, uh, the game portion of this up, and, I don't know, give me your yeah, final I thoughts mean... on the game. I don't want to. It sucked. It fair. Really, That's really sucked. completely fair. I have nothing else you know, to say. So this weekend, like, obviously, <laughs> I told myself I wasn't watching football. Got severe FOMO after that game, or the Rams-Bucks game. Didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. But uh, everyone was so excited over it. And I Tom Brady lost. That makes my weekend just a little bit better. I hate Tom Brady. I hate him so much. There, There's no one in sports that I hate as much as Thomas Brady. Uh, I don't respect him as a football player. I don't respect him as a person. Is it is it sour grapes? Yeah, probably. Is it because I hate, or is it because I love Roger so much? Yeah, probably. But Tom Brady cannot stand him. So him being bounced, 
makes my weekend just a little bit better. Uh, I don't want to go over our picks because who cares? Oh, I don't want to pick these games next week. Nobody. I don't care either. Nah, who cares? Seriously. I don't care. Really I mean, don't care. Yeah, I really don't care about any other team right now. I almost like... I wish I could just for once enjoy the Super Bowl because I've never been able to enjoy Super Bowl. That's you Except know what in that 2017. Sucks, right? 2017 that was an enjoyable Super Bowl. It was uh Eagles Eagles Pats. Eagles won that one. That was nice. I enjoyed that one cuz we didn't we were didn't even make the playoffs. When you know you're but, not uh, going to get it. When you have I mean Griff, I visualized this Super Bowl more than I ever have in my life like to you think about like like you just think about what it's like you you picture what you're going to be doing when they do it because I, I was know. so confident and I, I picture know. I picture everything like we were talking about like I'm thinking about going to the parade like and I, I'm messaging Griff like man let's go to the parade when we win and it's like yeah man. when we win yeah and it's just like and, I'm and we do about, that every year we do Griff, that every single year I, this year was like I never went that far I never messaged you hey when we win this thing, let's go to the parade. Like I'm thinking about yeah. like how many followers I'm gonna gain. Like I'm gonna get to a hundred. I'm thinking we can get to a hundred k on my page if we win this thing. Like I think I could get to a hundred k by the end of February. Like and I'm these thoughts are going through my mind and I'm just like because it felt so. I'm already right telling this year. myself. I'm already telling myself that Rogers has two rings. <laughs> oh, that, I didn't do that, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, did that yeah. last year too. I did that last year. I'm like, okay, so Rogers, he's gonna have two rings at the end of this year. Did the same thing this year. I remember when I Still made that. I made that T-shirt of Rogers when he won his MVP, and I had the three MVPs and the Super Bowl ring on it, and everybody was saying, "Oh, that shirt's gonna be outdated in a week or whatever." And then we got eliminated, and it ended up not mm. being outdated. I wish yeah. it was, but it's like still works that- today. We really have to. St- <laughs> That's sad. We really have to stop doing this as Packers fans. We got to stop. Well, I don't this. think. I mean, this was. I, I don't see. I mean, the, the sad reality now is that the fans are no longer going to have hope, even if Rodgers and Devonte. Like, even if we play really well, the only way I could see it changing is if we have some kind of. I'm going to say it now. Is is I think the big move of the off season is going to have to be trading up to the top ten of the draft for a wide receiver. Um, I and I'm and I'm serious. I usually I usually don't say things like that, but we and we're not going to be able to acquire a high priced veteran like OBJ was a rare case of a possibility that you know and I don't know what's going to happen, but he's going to get paid next year. He's playing absolutely insane right now in the playoffs. We're not going to be able to get OBJ for free, and the only way we can do it is is if we draft a player, to and it's got to be early, and we can't even do it in the at 28. We're not going to be able to get the guy we we need. We need somebody who could step in right away and be a superstar next to Devontae. The same way Justin Jefferson was. The same way, uh, who's on the Eagles now that I love? Uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. He's been, I call him Devonta because he's not Devontae. He ain't Devontae. But Devonta Smith, he's good. A guy like that. Like, just somebody that can... Just do their own thing out there, like without having to be scripted up. Like, is the idea I want, and I feel like that's that is the only thing that will give fans hope. Is like if we have that superstar on the outside next to Devonte. But um, I don't see like fans having hope anymore, and it's a sad thing. It's just like I don't think fans next year will. They'll be like, yeah, I'll believe it when we're in the Super Bowl. Like, and I see it. Like, and and that's everybody's gonna doubt us all year, and, and especially other teams' fans. Like. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna pick us year. to win. Yeah, but even that no was true people. This year. Yeah, but people. 
it was different because we came back and everything, we looked better. Like, we're going to have to do something crazy to not finally, like, get the... But we've lost the respect of the rest of the league as, as, as a Super Bowl favorite because we, we are a joke, it. yeah. We are not a we're, joke, but we uh, we just haven't gotten back to the Super Bowl. So it's... Nobody, you know, is going to think that we're going to win it because just, you know, history repeats itself or whatever. And But I feel like if we do the right things this year, we'll be back in the same spot with a chance to get back over the hump next year. And it sucks that we took a backward step by not, you know, at least getting to the championship game. But, you know, it's just, you know, you lose, you lose. I mean, it doesn't matter when. Um, who knows if we would have won the Super Bowl? I, I feel like we would have. Uh, even if we won, if we just got out of that game with a win, I feel like we would have won the Super Bowl. But I definitely think so. Yeah. I, who knows? I mean, we could have lost so in the funny, Super Bowl. Kansas City could it's easily so f- beat us. I mean, they're very good. Like you never know. It just sucks. But I mean, you know, it, it sucks. That's all I know. But it's we'll funny what to get not back. getting to the Super Bowl does for you, because in my mind, just getting to the Super Bowl means we already won the Super Bowl. Like the thought of losing in the Super Bowl. Like there's two teams in the Super Bowl. One of them loses every year. Like, I don't know, in my mind, getting to the Super Bowl. It's like, oh, okay, we're, of course we're going to win the Super Bowl. But I don't think I would ever get over a Super Bowl loss. Yeah, that would, that would be, really uh, suck. I mean, because then That would what? really suck. I don't, all right, let's not do this. I don't even, it's awful. <laughs> this is awful. All right. What are we ready do? to get out of here, bro? Yeah, well, we got fan questions, Bal. Oh, my God, we got fan questions. All right, we're, all right, so fan questions here. We've got a lot of, I've seen about the rebuilding thing. And here's one, uh from Paul Gabe, uh, he says, why not rebuild? This is the third straight year they have choked in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, the problem is, is if we rebuild, and that's the key, the key word is rebuild, that means Jordan Love is our starting quarterback. That means Devontae's probably not going to be here. And that is a recipe for not only will we lose in the playoffs, we will lose every single regular season game, potentially, and not even sniff the playoffs. Uh, and that's probably for three years. Every single regular season game. I just, okay, I, so there's no rebuild. Here's the thing, Bron. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You start Jordan Love next year. You think he's going to suck. What does that lead us to? I'm talking about record-wise? I'm talking about draft-wise, bro. That leads us to a high pick. That leads us to draft another quarterback. So we That's could, what rebuilding is. Rebuilding is a multi-year thing. Look at the Lions. Look at the Eagles. Look at where the yeah, Eagles are. Yeah, let's all right be now. the Lions and look look at the Bears. Let's. No, you know, I'm saying. I'm saying. When everybody says I'm rebuild, right, right now, everybody right now, wants to right rebuild now. around the defense. And the, Tom Silverstein put out this article with this theory about building around the defense, so no, we could no, be no, the Bears. No, no. So we could no, be the Chicago no, no, Bears. No, no, no. Building around the defense, not a good idea. That's what everybody wants to do. Build around no, the defense. Is, because you know if... I'm telling you, Griff, if Rodgers is gone, Devontae will not play under the franchise tag. No Hell chance. not. Yeah. If Devontae... Or if Aaron's not here, franchise tagging Devontae Adams is maybe the most cruel thing you could do as a uh, as a sports general Devontae manager. will not Force be Devontae to play with Jordan Love. Not cool, man. The prime of his career. Not cool. I'm telling so you right if, now. if Aaron's out of here, I'm hoping they just give Devontae the respect and let him go. Shut up. That's... Sh- just shut up. Stop. What? what? We are not losing Aaron Rodgers. I hate this. I okay. hate this discussion. Okay. Do you enjoy this? Okay. Are you enjoying this? No, I, I don't enjoy this. This feels like reality, though. You're stupid. I hate you. This sucks. <laughs> I hate this. The, the problem is, you want to rebuild around the defense, we will become the Chicago Bears, who have a great defense every year, 
get seven wins, maybe they'll get in the playoffs once or twice in the next whatever, but they have no quarterback. They finally got one that looks average, but I don't know what that does for them because they're firing their head. They fired their head coach. They fired their GM or whatever, and here we are. What are we going to do? Two years in of Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur is probably gone. Brian Gutekunst is probably gone. Mark Murphy's time is almost up because he's going to turn 75 soon. This is this is a real thing. I, I don't They're know if it's 65 or 75. They're not getting to two years of Jordan Love, Braun. They're not going to get to two years. That's the problem. We don't this have... Is, this is assuming that Jordan Love is going to be town? a bad quarterback. Do you understand what title town? Okay. Why abandon a chance to get to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Because next year, if they come back, we will be in the playoffs. It may Why not be an option, that? though. It may not be an option. I don't think Aaron's leaving. Yeah, this is all assuming that Aaron doesn't want to leave and Aaron doesn't want to retire. Like, this this question is about rebuilding. So, obviously, given the choice, if Brian Gutekunst has to choose between Jordan Love rebuilding or Aaron Rodgers one more year of this, obviously he should go with Aaron Rodgers, and obviously he will go with Aaron Rodgers. But this is assuming that Rodgers wants out. Then you have to you have no choice but to rebuild, and then this is I'm saying what what's going to happen is Jordan Love probably not going to be very good could be very good but probably not going to be very good, and that's going to lead to a high draft pick and we can draft a new quarterback, and we will have assets from the Rodgers deal we will have comp what picks we from have? Devontae Adams. What is your idea of a Rodgers trade that you feel good about? Can I hear it? I I don't even. This is such this is such offseason talk. I guess it literally is. The it's off the offseason, off Griff. Upsetting. Here we are talking big picture. Like we waited all year. <sighs> Everybody asking yeah. us what's going to happen with Devontae and Rodgers in the middle of the all season year when long. we come off a all big year win. Long. We're coming off a yeah. big win, and people are asking what's going to happen with Devontae and Rodgers. Let's wait, and here mm-hmm. we are, and now's the time. What I mean, we have time obviously to address all this, but who knows when it's going to happen. I mean, so, all this doesn't make any sense until we know what Rodgers wants to do next year. And that decision sounds like it's going to come soon. He think, I think it's going to be a quick decision. They talked today, Matt and Aaron. Matt and Aaron had a conversation today. D- Matt feels good. He said, he said he thinks he'll be back. Aaron's got to think or whatever, but he just wants to see the moves be made. He wants to see, like, he's concerned. You, meant, you heard him. He's concerned about, like, the fact that Devontae's a free agent or whatever. He thinks that he'll get tagged, but... He's concerned about, like, the guys that are a little bit up in the air, and he wants to know what's going on. He's going to find out. Matt LaFleur probably told him his plan. Aaron's probably going to take some time, and he'll be back. I will be. Sh- I will I literally so. be shocked. I will be so shocked if he is not the quarterback of the Packers week one. I'm operating under the assumption that he'll be back. <laughs> I know you are. Next question. Okay. How big was the loss of A.J. Dillon from Reese English? I think it was big. Because the running game kind of evaporated, and that's all I'll say. Griff, say something short because I... I don't want to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> this isn't fun. I don't, think, I don't think AJ Dillon makes a huge difference. Whatever. Okay, I don't care. You know, I I'm talking to Griff before the show, and he goes, "Yeah, this should be fun." And I go, "What did you say? You think it's gonna be fun?" Because I'm sitting here dreading it. I am not having fun right now. I mean, this is not fun. Hopefully, I mean, I'm trying to give people something to feel good about. But the last time I did that, we lost. The problem is, Griff, I do feel I am right here. I said this last I year, know. too. I was th- I convinced you that he'd be back. You were freaking out. I inspired you to know. And then we became the forefront of the idea that Rodgers was going to be back. Stop listening to these idiots on television. And I was right, <laughs> and you were right. 
And we look good because of it. And we had that huge video that got 38,000 views as why Aaron Rodgers was going to be back. And that video still holds up today. And now, I feel like I have a great grasp on what Aaron wants and what he's thinking right now. And I, I feel like he'll be back. Um, now, let's see. Mm, another question. From Avego Crazy, when will the pain ever end? Probably never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. I got a lot of those questions too. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to end. Uh, somebody, okay, so G two Losito says, "Are we about to suck now?" I think everybody is worrying about that. So we addressed this a little bit, but I don't think we're going to suck because I think we're going to bring everybody back for the most part. Everybody we want back. I look. I did some math today, and uh, look from the cap, nobody understands it. Even if you think there's some kind of expert out there that knows what's going on. They have no idea. They have absolutely no idea what what goes on with the cap because it will never be understood by anybody outside of the building. And but I, I'm taking a look at the money and I'm thinking about just these restructures we could do. I'm doing simple restructures like and I'm calculating it and we can get well over the cap by restructuring some of these guys enough to bring Devonte back, Rasul back, D- Devondre back, Whitney Whitney Merciless back. Randall Cobb. Those are the guys I want. We need these guys on our team for a full season. We need to get this core of of veterans, championship-level players. Rasul needs to come back. I need him back badly. If he's not back, we will not be as good next year. Devondre absolutely needs to be back. We're going to get him back. We need to get him back. These guys are maybe the two import- most important guys this offseason, apart from 12 and 17, and, and that's the truth. Zadarius... Everybody says we got to cut him. Why not extend him? We can extend him too. That's a possibility. Same thing with Preston Smith. These guys can get more years onto their deals, extensions, that keep them in Green Bay instead of having to get rid of great players. Those are things we can do. We have a lot of the guys that are free agents are, are restricted. So it puts us in a position to put them back on our roster for small amounts of money. And guys like Alan Lazard will be in that spot. Chris Barnes, uh, our good friend Dominique Daphne, Yash Neiman. A lot of these guys that you look at are going to be back on small number deals. And the restructuring, you know, there, there's cuts to be made, possibly tough decisions, whatever. There's a lot of restructures that can be made. 2023, we've got a lot of space. Uh, plus 2024, there's basically no one under contract. So... You put all that together, and it, and it gives us a chance to get everybody back. All right, I got a question from at Packers Insider. Uh, what's the best way to deal with heartbreak? I find it's just uh, talking with anyone you know who is a Packers fan. If you don't know anyone who's a Packers fan, that is unfortunate. You're kind of on your own there. But, you know, me and Braun, we've had this thing going for a few years now where it definitely helps because the, the sting is real right after the game. It hurts so badly. But just being able to share that pain share that trauma with someone who's gone through it as well it's nice to know and i will i will say that running a page definitely makes it makes it better knowing that like people come here in the comment section to discuss what to do as a fan and what this team is going to look like in the future it's it makes it all better knowing that there are thousands and thousands of people going through what you're going through but it does hurt and it will never stop hurting probably but it helps yeah, that helps. I mean, not much to say. Disappointing. Last year, I was pretty devastated because the way that Rodgers, everybody was freaking out, thinking that Rodgers was done and everything. And it's, that's happening now, too, but I think I know better. Um, 
But I mean, yeah, it sucks this year too because I mean, like, there's part of part of you thinks that you know this this maybe this was our last best chance to get back to the Super Bowl. But there's also the hope in the back of my mind that they could get out there and, and do it again, run it back for whatever how many times we've been running it back. But I mean, I feel like we could do it again. And all you can ask for is to get to the playoffs. Having Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, you're in the playoffs. Probably a top four seed. Just try again next year. I mean, that's the that's the reality. It sucks. We got to do this whole thing again. But if we do it, it will be so sweet through all the pain. It will make it even even sweeter at the end if we can somehow get this ring with a lot of these guys back, and it will make it so much sweeter. And it will be the most amazing thing you could imagine being a part of. That would be special for sure. And that's what it is. It's you go through these tough moments. These these small in hindsight, hopefully will be small, countless moments of defeat in, in time that you go through and the pain of a losing season, or which happened once or twice for us, but mostly the devastating, get as close as you can possibly get losses where you were just one second away, a snap in time. One of these times, it's going to go our way. The bounce of the ball is going to be going our way. And if we just get ourselves in position next year, that could be it. I mean, you just never know. And it sucks. Everybody hates that I'm saying this right now. They hate that, I, you know, that, wait, another, you know, 12 months from now, maybe we'll, be, maybe we'll be back there. That's all you can ask for at this point. That's all we can ask for. That's why I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers leave or Devontae Adams leave. All you can ask for is to have a chance at this again. And hopefully we will. And hopefully we'll do it right next year because the more we go through these horrible, sad moments, it'll make us stronger, um, hopefully, and, and we can bounce back next year from that and be back as a better football team for it. Here's a question from at Mighty Quinn. This one's interesting. Is AR-12's legacy forever tarnished because he couldn't close it out in the last two playoff games? So that's interesting. So, I mean, this game, if this is Rogers' last game of his career, it definitely hurts his legacy definitely this is what people will how can he retire off this griff no i'm serious think about it the way you said that just brought this thought into my mind like is he really gonna let go of the game on this note how sour would that be probably not there's no way he retires i'm i'm officially ruling out retirement as the but as the murder case if (laughs) (laughs) if he decides to keep playing with the packers or anywhere else uh, I think there's up. still definitely time to <laughs> salvage his legacy after this game because, like Peyton Manning, like he he what's Peyton Manning's playoff record? Fourteen and thirteen is is his overall play playoff record. Rodgers is uh twelve and ten, twelve and ten playoff record. So you know, like Rodgers and Manning are kind of in the same vein of quarterback right now. If Rodgers retires tomorrow, in terms of like the goat regular season quarterbacks couldn't get it done in the playoffs but i mean not everyone has brady's luck man brady has had some crazy breaks like yesterday even yesterday i didn't watch the game too traumatic but um i heard i heard lots of things about how how much the rams were trying to blow that game and like he almost literally won that game he would have been credited with the win there being down 27 to 3 not only did he come back in the Super Bowl where the Falcons had a complete meltdown like these things they happen for Tom Brady they haven't happened like Tom Brady has had games as bad and worse way worse than Rodgers had okay against, well, think uh, about the 49ers this. well the three picks he threw against us 
he comes out as the hero because we didn't win this game. I if, know. If Rodgers yeah. threw three picks in this game, we would have got blown out. If yeah, it was Jordan Love exactly. starting in this exactly. game, we would have gotten blown out. And yeah, Rodgers, the like, these things, like the Patriots, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. He doesn't have special teams errors. Lombardi. Like, like <laughs> okay, modern era. He doesn't have errors like, uh, like the Packers do. So, I mean... No one is ever going to catch Brady. Seven rings is just stupid, but everyone's kind of fighting for that that second place spot. And I think if Rodgers just gets one more ring, whether it be with the Packers or anyone else, I think that would definitely... I don't think anyone's going to remember this one. Because Manning had some bad playoff jokes too, man. He If, like, everyone loves to take away Rodgers... Uh, his Super Bowl year, like since Rodgers won the Super Bowl, he's eight and ten in the playoffs. But you can do the same thing for Manning, Manning, and he's ten and thirteen if you take away his Super Bowl year. So it's like Rodgers. The only difference there is that Manning's Super Bowl came in between a bunch of of playoff lo- losses, where Rodgers he won the Super Bowl right away and then lost a bunch of playoff games after. But it's kind of the same thing. And Manning didn't win a second Super Bowl until the last year of his career, and he like. <laughs> didn't even <laughs> didn't even play well that year but you know no one remembers that so I think there's still time for Rodgers to get a second ring and kind of save his legacy here yeah there is time I mean he's playing MVP football still the playoff game wasn't great but I mean he's got time here to to win he, I mean, he could have five more opportunities if he wanted to in Green Bay five more years I feel like that's a good opportunity to win another championship here um, okay, I got two questions here. From the Michael Theo, he asked, is Tunyon coming back enough, or should we really look to make a big move at that spot? That's a tricky one because he's got the ACL tear. Who knows where he'll be health-wise. Probably a good chance we get him back on this team because of the injury. But who knows if he'll be around at the start of the year or whatnot. So, you know, we probably I don't know what's going to happen with Mercedes now because he's getting older. Um, I don't know if he wants to retire yet, but... I mean, it that's, that fumble was tough. Hasn't been much of a factor in the passing game since early on in the year. And he's not moving guys the same way he used to in the in the blocking game as well, running running the football. So, um, I don't know. Maybe it's time to add another guy, but I don't want to add another H-back type because we've already got Josiah and Daphne to fill that role. And Tyler Davis is a little bit of a downfield weapon, but not in any true way. I mean, it would be nice to get, like, a veteran guy who could – catch the ball like a Jared Cook like we haven't had in a while so um I don't know it was nice to have Tunyon when he was playing really well but we can't really rely on him to be that guy next year coming off the ACL who knows if he'll be back week one or anything so I don't know if we make a big splash but they got to add somebody there I think for sure Griff but the question that I want to also pose from Joe Coase asks thoughts on what the Packers may need to do to make the Super Bowl to make the team a Super Bowl contender and I touched on this earlier I think they got to draft a receiver in the top 10. It's a big ask, but they got to get, maybe not top 10, maybe top 15, but they got to get an elite receiver pretty early. And that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you give Rodgers the opportunity to feel like he can throw to whoever and then the double coverage isn't there with Devontae. I mean, that is pretty lethal. Uh, that's the true idea behind what this offense could be, you know, what's left for this offense to do is to get somebody that can open up the field for Devontae and Aaron um, to be elite in their own right. I mean, imagine if we drafted Justin Jefferson instead of if we traded up for him instead of getting Jordan Love. If Justin Jefferson is lining up with Devontae Adams, I mean, it's over for the league, and that's unfortunate. But the reality is that's not the case. We need to find a way to do that to get a, a truly elite wide receiver next to Devontae, and we don't have the money to be like getting a receiver like 
OBJ, let's say, in free agency, and then be able to also get all the guys that we need to get back in the building. So I, I the best way is to try to find a guy in the draft that can come in and contribute right away. And it's never a guarantee, but that's our best shot at doing that, I would say. And the, we talked about the special teams too. That's they got us they got to overhaul that whole unit from coach down to pretty much everything except I would say the kickers we could leave and and Amari could return. But they got to do everything from the guys that are playing the returns, the kickoffs, the punts. They got to fix that up. And it starts with coaching and it ends with the guys like like we talked about who have not been good enough. All right, and I guess that's going to do it for this very long podcast, but we had a lot to talk about. We're going to have a lot more to talk about in the future because it's going to be a very eventful and very interesting few months and weeks coming up here in Green Bay. But we're going to be here, hopefully, throughout the off season. Hopefully we can keep on that weekly schedule. We'll keep you guys updated. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and you can follow Braun on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Today in Titletown. On Twitter, it's Today Titletown, no in. So uh, follow us there. Rate us five stars. Subscribe on all platforms. It means a lot. Send us a DM if you listen this far. We always like to know that people listen this far into the podcast. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, this is a very depressing very depressing outcome of this season, very depressing end to this season, but there's always always stuff to look forward to as a Green Bay Packer fan, so we're going to be here for you. Make sure to follow us. We'll keep you updated. Go Pack Go. Thanks, everybody, for listening on this tough, really tough episode, but we'll be back next week. We're, we're, you know, we're going to keep trucking along here, putting up episodes every week. We've got a really fun... Uh, not that fun, actually, but it's it's something to do. We're gonna we're gonna do performance reviews, kind of talk about each player, um, you know, uh, the guys that you know have played for us this year. We're gonna talk about the the year that they had, um, kind of review what they did this year, and then we're gonna see, you know, if the, if it's a guy we want to keep around, or if he should, you know, maybe be extended. If he's a free agent, should we bring him back? All of that. We're gonna kind of dive deep into the roster and and see who can and cannot be a part of this, hopefully, attempt at running it back with this group. So thanks, everybody, for listening, as always, through thick and thin, through every playoff loss. A really tough year. We thought it was the year, but here we are, and it's unfortunate. But through it all, go Pack Go. Love you guys. <laughs>